Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We made this. Special Fight the Future Minute podcast, and I'm your host, Cortland Waters Bartley. You're listening to our coverage of Minute 75 of the X-Files Fight the Future. I'm here with X-Cast patron and regular guest, Kathy Glinsky. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Cortland. Minute 75 starts at one hour and 14 minutes as Scully kind of straightens up out of Mulder's arms right after she's been stung by a bee. And it ends at 1 hour, 14 minutes, and 59 seconds as Scully is being loaded into the ambulance outside. And it has been kind of a roller coaster getting to this minute. Um, We, you know, in our previous minutes, Kathy and I have talked about uh, Mulder's uh, confession to Scully in the hallway. We have talked about some forehead touching, some forehead kissing, almost other kissing. And a bee sting. Uh, And here we are in the aftermath of really intense minutes. So, Kathy, what are your thoughts about this bee sting minute? It's it's just a terrifying scene. It really is. You see the fear in both of their faces as Scully starts describing her symptoms. And by the way, what a badass move. I know, right? I wrote that (laughs) down, too. Just able to describe everything she's experiencing in such a a clinical and objective way. It was just really, but it's terrifying. You see both of them are really, really scared. He's trying to process everything she's saying, trying to figure out how he can help her. And he's, you know, kind of at a loss and and feeling helpless as she's crumpling in front of him. It really is so effective. Yeah, I, I know I mentioned in our previous minute, but I think Jillian Anderson's facial expression, her work uh, in those expressions on Scully's face really helped us, you know, propel us through some Mm -hmm. quiet seconds. Um, And it is definitely, I think in this minute, David Duchovny's turn. Like he, I think that he's acting better in this minute than he was in the previous. I mean, I think that he did a great job with his Uh monologue and the almost kissing, all of it was great. But I think in this minute, he has some really powerful emotional like expressions yes yeah absolutely he's the fear the the hopelessness the oh man what do i do what do i do yeah urgency it's it's all there and it's all played out so well and you get that from every expression on his face yeah i think there's right at the start scully says that she's having lancinating pain in her chest because everyone knows what that means. And he, the way he's, he says, what? He's like, 
so alarmed, but so quietly, but uh-huh. so alarmed immediately to learn yeah. that she's having any kind of pain. Because right. I don't know, maybe Mulder knows what lancinating pain means, but I looked it up. I did not know. Um, it means stabbing or piercing, in case anyone else okay. also did that not know. Sense. Sure, it does. It makes perfect sense after, you know, after you as things up, do. Right. right. <laughs> but I think right in that, like, that first kind of where he's like, that first initial alarm is very powerful, like, really gut-wrenching, I think. He's yeah. so worried. And I mean, yeah. at this point, he really has no reason to believe it's anything other than a bee sting. Right. <laughs> so... You know, to learn that she has pain is so alarming. Yeah, and just seconds earlier, he thought he screwed up by trying to kiss her. I mean, the the, the range of emotion he's going through in a matter of five seconds, it's amazing. And you see every bit of it. Yeah, it's, I think it's just really, really powerful right away. And as you mentioned, it is very badass of Scully to, <laughs> to like, self-diagnose as right. she's, I mean, she's, as like, she's falling down slowly. Her, yeah. yeah, she is not going down without a fight. She right. is like, got it. She's nailing those symptoms right down. I mean, even though, again, do we know what lancinating pain? It doesn't matter. <laughs> she knows, yeah. Yeah. And, and then he has to make the decision to leave her. Like he, he helps her to the floor, and then he has to rush to his apartment yeah. to get his phone. And you see that on his face. Is like, I don't want to leave her, but I have to help her. What do I do? What do I do? And and runs to his apartment to call nine one one. Yeah. And you know, always, every time, even though I've seen this movie, you know, dozens of times, I, every time he leaves her in that hallway, I always think he's going to leave her in that hallway and come back and she'll be gone. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know why I know what happens, (laughs) but every time I think, nope, Scully is going to go missing out of that hallway. No, I think you're feeling that because that's the, that's what's conveyed on his face. I mean, he's scared of that. He doesn't want to leave her. He's, you know, he doesn't want to yeah. let her out of his sight because something could happen. And, um, well, something is yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. is happening. And I think it's really, I, I think right up until the moment where she says, I have no allergy. Yeah. There's reason to believe she's just allergic to a beast. Yeah. Yeah. That this is some kind of medical, normal medical thing. You know, we don't, and I mean, I suppose we, as, like X-File, if you're a, you know, regular X-File viewer, you might remember previous episodes where bee stings cause greater problems than, yeah. you know, yeah. that is, yeah. that is established, but it's not like it's a regular, I don't know, it doesn't happen that frequently, at least in the show, you know, we, right. we know that it happens, but it's not something that we really talk about a lot. Um, and so, I don't know, like. Do we I have really more suspicion about her reaction? I, I to me, I don't think I ever thought, oh, she's having an allergic reaction, just because we know something's being done with the bees, and we've known for a while that bees are used to do bad things. So I, I, I think I was immediately suspicious that it's more serious than than shock from the anaphylactic. Oh, sure. No, I think for I guess I think for viewers, sure, yeah, we okay. know. I mean, we can hear the music, right? Right. But Mulder might not know, you know, I don't know. And even, I mean, I think Scully is alarmed because she is in pain. Like, I think, you know, right. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't think that either of them have, I mean, Scully maybe for medical reasons, but like, I don't think that he at least has reason to think it's as serious as it is yet. Cause I mean, we know a lot, a lot of things that they don't, (laughs) don't. (laughs) but so yeah, he, he, 
lays her down in the hallway uh, to go call for help. And once again, I think the the tone in his voice and his expression as he's on the phone, I mean, some of it's, the best, like Mulder yeah. worry. The way he's he's just so choked up with emotion that he can barely get the words out and it's definitely affecting how he's speaking and, and the urgency in his voice. It's really some of the best acting yeah. in the movie. Yeah. He is just genuinely very scared. Um, and like he says that he has an agent down. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. And at that point, yeah, she has just told him, I have no known allergy. And he's right. putting it together that it's not just right. get here because of a bee sting. Get here because an agent's down. Something has been done to her. Right. We do not yeah. need an EpiPen. We need something right. else. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Something more serious um, is is going on. But nonetheless, we have this really intense moment where he calls for help. And then we kind of jump cut <laughs> to the yeah. paramedics arriving. Right. Which, you know. There's only so much time in in 75, so (laughs) we'll take it. And Mulder is kind of, you know, putting his jacket on and following. Scully is on the gurney, I think, you know, as we cut. And we're going to get ahead of ourselves just a little, Kathy. But because you and I have talked about the the black-haired man before Uh in previous episodes or in previous minutes (laughs) and how he really he did a pretty good job pulling off his work for the syndicate. I mean, pretty smooth. Yeah. uh, on his part. I kind of want to talk about these paramedics. Okay. I have a lot of questions about, (laughs) (laughs) as I'm sure you're, you know, I have a lot of questions about this scenario because on the one hand, I think this is another smooth move by the syndicate. Like, Whoa, that was slick. They sent fake paramedics. Yeah. And is very subtle than it could have been at least in our minute. It's very subtle. Uh, but on the other hand, how did they know? <laughs> how how did they know that that was going to be the precise time the bee would sting her? Yeah. Um, how did they know there was even a bee there? Be, have they just been hovering? Have they been silently following Scully everywhere she goes so they could scoop her up as soon as she was stung? That's probably the most likely. Okay, that is fair. Someone has followed them out of Texas and is like, I bet there's a bee somewhere on one of them and one of them is going to get stung. Like, maybe. Maybe. But to be, yeah, to know that, well, I guess the paramedics would be the right move. But, but, you know, they were, they wanted Scully. How did they know that the bee would sting Scully? Yeah, no, I know. Caught in Mulder's jacket. Right. Right. I have a lot of questions well, he, about he how they knew. Jacket. He was just wearing his t-shirt by that point so we could see his arms. But so right. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> well, right. And Mulder, but Mulder changes clothes right after Texas. Yes. He right. changes, I think, before he goes to see Kurtzweil. Yes. So it, I guess, had to be Scully. But right. also they, they were pretty clear in, you know, they were setting themselves up to take Scully. Maybe they, they were going to take her one way or another. Yeah. But how did they know? Yeah that this was it's just gonna incredible happen. luck on their part they they were prepared for any yeah. eventuality of course and this worked perfectly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't and this is this is one of those things where i'm like wow they pulled this off so smoothly but also how how <laughs> um <laughs> it's one of the things i prefer not to analyze wow. because i want to love this movie <laughs> i mean no and i do love this movie yeah. But I also love to think about things like that sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, these these fake paramedics have been waiting to be dispatched. They yeah. 
we're ready. Um, and so I guess, again, good for them. They have pulled this off they very convincingly. Very, yeah. Yeah. Um, we will not talk about what happens in the next minute because that is not our minute. That's not our minute. <laughs> for now, they are pulling it off so well. Yeah. Good for them. Um, but I also, I really also want to give Mulder some kudos here because he is relisting the symptoms that Scully yeah. described. Yeah. From his panicked state, he was still yeah. able to take that in and hold on to it and re repeat it back to the paramedics, which is very impressive. Yes, I mean, he... And then he throws in the bee that Steiner might have been carrying a virus, which, good job. I mean, that's such a Mulder move. It is. It is. That might be... the most ridiculous explanation. Because it's that... true. <laughs> yes. Well, and that might be him recalling what we also recall about yeah. previous episodes with bee stings. Like, hey, right. this has happened. Uh, this is a real thing. Yeah, it could have just popped into his head at that point. But this, right. I bet that's what's going on. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, that is the way Mulder's brain works. I do, he does leave out the word lancinating. He doesn't say that she had lancinating pain. But he does remember pretty much everything else. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's good for, I mean, I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And so then uh, we've got Scully on this gurney with the paramedics that we don't yet know are fake. But okay, and they are... They take her out of the building and they load her in an ambulance. And that is where our minute ends. So did we miss anything, Kathy? I don't think so. This was such a fast moving minute. Mm -hmm. um, you know, contrast to the last three minutes we had where it was just slowly moving us through the emotions. This one just went really, really fast. Yeah, so no, we're back. We're back into the action. This is definitely a minute that transitions back into the things are happening yeah. part of the movie. There, there is one more thing I wanted to point out. Oh, good. Um, the tile on the floor in Mulder's hallway is honeycomb design. Yeah, I've noticed that too in the past, or I've looked it, at the floor and thought that that is an odd floor that, for the hallway in Mulder's apartment purpose, building. But it was also the only time they've ever used that tile in Mulder's hallway. Every yeah. other time you see it in the show, there's carpeting. Um, yeah. That was or for this. Isn't there, isn't it wooden once too? Isn't it wooden later? Don't we get that shot yeah, of Scully? When X drugs himself over uh -huh. the floor. And isn't it in, um? oh my goodness, in like a Morfati maybe? Isn't it wooden? Click, when click, she click like, yeah. Her, yeah, her heels. Yeah. Anyway. But this is the only time it's been tile. So, and it's the, they, they use the honeycomb tile. Yes. They're recreating that set. I, too, have some have noticed the, the floor there as being an odd floor for that hallway. So, yeah. okay. I think that wraps up everything for minute 75. Do you want to share where people can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter talking about the X-Files. I'm Kathy G., and that's at Catherine Glynn's too. And sometimes I am in the basement group on Facebook. Uh, I too am on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me by searching for my name, C-O-R-T-L-A-N. Uh, and Kathy, I think this is our last minute together for the duration of the movie. Yeah, it is. That's off. I mean, are you going to, you're going to be back again? Sometime? I don't think I have anything later. Mm, I think okay. this is the last. I still have to record some earlier. But <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's very confusing. Well, it has been great to talk to you. We have had some awesome minutes. We have, yeah. It's been so much fun. Good. All right. Well, everyone, until next time, as always, 
Trust no one. Elsewhere on We Made This. The Giddy Carousel of Pop. I opened the magazine. The bits that were nearly sticking out on page three were Simon the Bonds. Mmm, bits. Lads, oh, you oh. know, one of the boys is nearly out the barracks there. <laughs> I mean, if him shorts had been any shorter. But how far apart are his legs? He's, he looks like yeah. he's about to go into the maternity ward. How do they get them into these positions? Like, whose idea is it to say, Simon, sit on this stool here with the white satin sheet over it, lift one leg up really high, part the other knee as far yeah. away from it as possible, yeah. and yeah. Uh, look slightly to the right and pout. And if you could just poke your left bollock back into your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say the C word. Why haven't we got lightsabers yet? <sighs> yeah, I want one too. Unfortunately, um, you know where this is going, don't you? I think so. Right. The first problem you have with the lightsaber is that uh, it's about a meter long and then the beam stops. Right. Can you see the problem with that? <laughs> yeah, lasers have to hit something to stop, don't they? I did a yes. learn. And, and you can't really stick a mirror at the other end of the lightsaber and just sort of, it, it, it starts getting a bit silly. The Movie Palace. And I think, I don't know about you, but I think Warren Beatty kind of exemplifies that new sentimentality in a way. And it's one of the reasons why I think he almost, he fitted very well with not just his role as Clyde, but his role as a producer. And he's, if it wasn't for Warren Beatty, this film never would have been made. Yeah, he's very interested in that respect because he's a very hands-on kind of figure. And, you know, there are films like What's New Pussycat where he kind of backs out when it becomes clear he won't be able to exert that level of autonomy, for instance. Yeah, it's very true. And, of course, he goes on to be a filmmaker, even an Oscar-winning filmmaker. I think he won the Oscar for Reds in uh, towards the tail end of the era you're kind of covering on this podcast, really. So, yeah, I think that's very true. Check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This Podcast Network. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.